When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Finally, a bed that senses snoring and automatically responds. Meet the Ergo Smart Base from Tempur-Pedic, our first system that detects snoring, then automatically adjusts by raising the bed. Get your best sleep all night, every night. For a limited time, save up to $500 on select adjustable mattress sets and experience the deep, undisturbed sleep of Tempur-Pedic. Get full offer details at TempurPedic.com. You're listening to the Chicago Audible Podcast, changing up the way Bears fans stay up to date on their favorite team since 2015. Now get ready. Because it's time to bear down. Welcome back, Bears fans, to another episode of the Chicago Audible Podcast. I'm your host, Will DeWitt, and I want to welcome you to our fourth round draft special as the Bears are officially on the clock. I am joined today by three co-hosts, uh, 66% the same as last night. I have Brandon Hazlett, Nicholas Moriano, and our draft guru, Steve Letizia, is here to join us as well. So, gentlemen... We have a couple of minutes here before the Bears either the pick is in or we hear some news that maybe Ryan Pace is adding some additional picks and trading down just a little bit. So as we wait, I'm curious to your thoughts to exactly where you think this is going to go. Nick, we've been watching the board fall a few picks ago. A couple of our guys went with Miller and Hooker. So I'm curious, now that we're sitting here with the Bears on the clock, what would you do as you're looking at the board as it sits right now? Yeah, so I'm maybe looking to address the edge rusher position at DeAndre Walker from Georgia's there. It's a guy that I had uh, mocked to the Bears in the fourth round, so that would make sense there. Maybe addressing uh, that DB position, whether they want to go corner for the future or possibly p- selecting a safety. I'm not a fan of the Titans because they took my guy, Imani Hooker. Just want to put point that out there, but I think those two positions would make sense for the Bears right now. Steve, I want to go to you because we haven't heard from you yet this weekend. Uh, you've been doing a lot of scouting about you know on this draft class as a whole. So I'm curious, uh, looking at the value right now, where should the Bears go? Yeah, well, they can go a couple of different directions. Like Nick said, edge rusher would be good. Um, we kind of talking that about that before. If they don't go edge rusher here, they probably won't take an edge rusher in this class because there is a drop off after Walker, as Nick mentioned, and I also like Justin Hollins as well. Uh, if they want to go like defensive back, if Deontay Thompson has no business being on the board in the fourth round. So if they picked him, that'd be a great pick. Um, they can also go tight end. There's a couple of guys I like. Uh, if they want to go with a more of a U tight end, they can go with Foster Moreau from LSU. Or if they want to go with the F tight end, um, Dax Raymond or Elise Mack uh, from Notre Dame would be pick- good picks as well. All right. Well, I see the Bears pick is officially in. So Brandon, uh, rapid fire time. Any differing opinions compared to what we heard from Mick and Steve? 
I don't know, thinking very similar things. Uh, it's either, I mean, it's got to be defensive side of the ball, whether it's uh, DB or edge rusher, defensive line, something along that nature. Uh, I'm on board with all those names that those guys brought up as well. So I'm not, uh, I'm not differing too much. Maybe some different names. Uh, one guy that I'm looking at, he's probably going to be a reach, uh, but it's uh, Kingsley Kiki from Texas A&M. Uh, just a guy, but I think it's a little bit of a, a stretch to draft him at this point. There's better players out there. Nick, do you see who it is? Because you went, Ooh. I do see who it is. It's wide receiver uh, from Ooh. Georgia, Riley Ridley. I said this uh, 10 minutes ago. You did. You talked about <laughs> it. You did. All right. So there you have it uh, with the 126th overall pick. The Chicago Bears go with a wide receiver, their second one out of the Georgia in the last two years. Riley Ridley out of Georgia. Another wide receiver bolstering yet another position here on this offense, adding more depth, adding another playmaker. So, Steve, I want to go over to you first. Riley Ridley, initial thoughts? Um, I'm not a huge fan of the pick. I mean, I think Riley Ridley is a good player. I just didn't think wide receiver was going to be where they went. Uh, if they did go wide receiver, I liked Emmanuel Hall a lot better than Riley Ridley. Um, he's kind of similar to Allen Robinson. He's not, he's a bigger guy, uh, not very fast, not very explosive, but, um, but he's a, he's a good blocker. He's, he's, he has good hands, but, um, yeah, I just kind of curious why they went with wide receiver over other positions. Nick, what do you think? Is this just strictly best player available and they saw Ridley still on the board and decided why not? I think uh, obviously that's going to factor into it, but you also got to factor in that Kevin White is no longer here, and that, even though he wasn't much of a contributor last year, and also Joshua Bellamy leaving. He did contribute uh, more than we would have expected last season. So addressing that wide receiver position, I think – uh, again, maybe not the move I would have gone with, but look, last year, Allen Robinson went down two games. Taylor Gabriel got a little banged up. A- um, Anthony Miller got a little banged up. If one of those guys goes down, you want to be able to have... How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services... Getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. Some depth behind, you know, obviously Javon Williams, we expect him to move up the depth chart, but O'Reilly Ridley is going to be a nice uh, guy to maybe you can count on if some one of those guys do go down. So I think it makes sense. You obviously add some depth to the position, uh, again, the second Georgia receiver that Ryan Pace has drafted now in back-to-back drafts. But uh, I remember last year it was uh, you know R- uh, Ridley's brother that I kind of was looking mm-hmm. at for possibly a guy for the Bears, and now um, they get Riley Ridley. So uh, I'm watching the tape right now. I didn't really expect for the Bears to uh, get a wide receiver here, maybe later in the draft. But um, I- I'm okay with the move right now. I still got to watch a lot more tape on him. Man, Ryan Pace loves Georgia, doesn't he? I mean, <laughs> he does. Every year. He does, yeah. Interesting, interesting. Uh, B, what about you? Initial thoughts? Yeah, I think this was just the best player available uh, option. I didn't think this was really a position in need really at all. I didn't expect him to even really take a wide receiver. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little more surprised by this one. Uh, I think it's definitely a best player available option, but I did not expect uh, a wide receiver by the Bears to be taken in this draft at all. All right, so just to kind of share mine, uh, I did mention 
I think I said about a few minutes ago that about 10 minutes before we went live, I just kind of like was joking around looking at the board. I was like, oh, the Bears are going to go with Riley Ridley uh, just to go wide receiver here and surprise us all. And here they did doing that here at the 24th pick in the fourth round. I like what they're doing here because the one thing outside of Allen Robinson and, yes, Javon Wims, but even though we know that Wims is still very much a project, a very high potential project as we've witnessed last year, but still a project, uh, what really kind of brings uh, as opposed to a Anthony Miller and a Taylor Gabriel, uh, even though he doesn't have the speed as those two, uh, he brings the size at 6'1", 199. And on top of that, too, what I see here initially is that he's a very savvy route runner. And the Matt Nagy's offense, which is about precision and hitting your marks and timing and rhythm, when you have a route runner like a Riley Ridley, that's exciting. That's someone who you want inside this offense to be a potential target here for Mitchell Trubisky. So, Nick, I want to go right back to you here. I know you're looking at tape, looking at film. Is there anything else about Riley Ridley that stands out to you just right out of the gate? You know, I mean, I think we're going to have to hit on this route running because, like you said, he's not the fastest guy. And I think that's why when you draft a wide receiver, you're not looking so much. I mean, 40 times obviously play a huge factor in, for some teams, but you can't get open. It's it's like it takes away from that that great speed that a, a receiver can have. So that's where the upside is with Ridley. He can get open. He knows how to win those one on one matchups, and the size definitely helps. So being an effective route runner is going to definitely help Ridley transitioning into the NFL, where DBs are pretty close and trying to stay connected to the hip at receivers. So I think that's a big thing just from watching some highlights, watching the SEC championship right now. Really, is a guy that can get and he has hands right there, just contested catch in the back corner of the end zone. That's what you want to see out of a receiver. And obviously, the Bears drafting one. Um, so, actually, just looking back at uh, my first mock draft, I had the Bears drafting a receiver. But since Ryan Pace became the GM of the Bears, he has drafted a wide receiver every year except for 2017. And maybe 2017, you could look at Tree Cohen as that wide receiver running back. So, Ryan Pace has, you know, he has a liking to drafting wide receivers and just trying to get that room to have as much playmakers as possible for Mitch Trubisky. So I guess the position does not surprise me whatsoever. And I kind of like, I like the upside that really can bring here. Yeah, I like that they're bringing in another outside presence because, again, I know with the smaller sizes of Anthony Miller and Taylor Gabriel, even though they did play in the outside last year and they were, I would say, decently effective, uh, bringing in a guy like Ridley, who is that route runner that uh, more prototypical wide receiver two in an offense to be able to play along the sidelines and those uh, middle routes as well. Uh, Riley Ridley, to me, I'm looking here. He didn't play in the slot really at all in Georgia. Only had three slot receptions last year uh, for 30 yards, which of course doesn't rank so well. But he wasn't obviously utilized right there. Um, but what I see in terms of like uh, his chart here, he's well above average uh, in terms of the draft class um, at the drop rate, uh, the blocking grade as well, and uh, on. Do- on top of that, just his total uh, overall grade, of course. Obviously, he's drafted here in the fourth round as someone who they had ranked at PFF 71st, which is above the Bears' first pick last night, of course, in Montgomery. So, Steve, I want to go over to you. When you're looking at Ridley, how do you see him kind of fitting in this offense, especially in his rookie year? Yeah, well, he's going to he's gonna be behind Allen Robinson um, at first, but I think he should be able to push kind of Taylor Gabriel on the outside a little bit. I do – he didn't – like you said, he didn't play much in the slot in college, but I think that's something he could do. Uh, he could be one of those bigger slots. Yeah, I mean, he's not explosive. He only ran the 4.58, but there have been plenty of receivers who run 4.58 or even the 4.6s who have successful NFL careers. So he's definitely going to – I mean, this is our second pick, so he's definitely going to see the field pretty early on. Um uh, don't, I just keep going back. I don't know if he's uh, going to be that much better than the Jermon Williams or not. But, uh, yeah, I think he should be able to 
to be at least an adequate backup at first with potential for more. Yeah. He does have good upside. Exactly. And the thing about the Bears and their contracts with Robinson and even a Taylor Gabriel after this year, they can get out of those deals without relatively much, you know, cap hit, which is how pay structure those True. contracts. So this is a way uh, for them to do so and kind of build this team uh, through the draft, which has, of course, been the mantra of Ryan Pace as he's been here. So if you're looking at, I think, I would, I would say you keep Allen Robinson, and this is maybe more that Taylor Gabriel-ish replacement. So then your projected starting three in the future would be Allen Robinson. Here, of course, with Ridley and then Anthony Miller, which would be a great trio to have if they all develop and pan out to the degree that we're expecting. Uh, B, how about you? Have you found anything about Ridley that you would like to share? Uh, yeah, some of his best games in his career at Georgia have been against tougher opponents uh like for example on georgia's website they talk about how well he's played against alabama uh you know obviously one of the the teams to beat always in college football uh but they talk about here uh he produced 13.7 percent of both his career catches and receiving yards in all the contests he's played against alabama so he he plays very well when the light's on him which is something that you want uh, especially this year since the bears are playing in more primetime games uh, when the spotlight's on, kind of like uh, a Javon Wims a little bit last year when we talked about him somehow, he's able to make these big highlight reel plays. Uh, Ridley's a, a guy, again, who can also uh, step up when the when the lights are bright, uh, the pressure's on, be able to make those plays. So that's something that uh, Mitch can have trust in him once that gets developed, get that chemistry. Uh, he can just throw it up, and, and Ridley's going to go get it because he's going to uh, have the route running ability to get himself open. And he breaks man press very well, too. That's also very key in being able to get open faster. So... Uh, all very good things that I'm reading about Ridley, especially that he plays uh, very well against tougher opponents. That, and speaking of tough, he has very tough hands. He can make those contested catches. He has great uh, body control. And he did meet with the Bears earlier this month as well. So that is something that we should note here. He met with them uh, in the earlier part of April. So he was in House Hall. Obviously, they liked him enough, and Brian Pace saw the value here in the fourth round to go ahead and go with yet another wide receiver. His third here in the last two drafts. Obviously, a couple years ago, this was a position in dire need, and now it seems like one of the strengths on this team, which is a great, you know, Ryan Pace did a great job of kind of turning that around uh, through the draft and, of course, supplementing that with free agency as well. Uh, So, Nick, going back to you, go ahead. I want to throw something in real quick, too, uh, talking about how, you know, how good he is in these uh, bright lights. But one of the things that I think contributes to that is he's trained with Chad Johnson and Terrell Owens going up to the NFL Combine. So he's got some uh, firsthand uh, NFL legendary, uh, ex- well, I don't want to say experience, but advice that he's been given to as well. So I think that's kind of cool. Another reason to want to draft him. One pro comparison that I'm seeing a couple of times here is like a Michael Thomas. And if he turns out to be a Michael Thomas in this offense, no complaints, right, guys? I mean, that's Absolutely more than that. <laughs> yeah, right. Highly productive. Uh, the catch rate in terms of every time he's targeted is through the roof. Uh, so a very reliable receiver. And I think that's what you're going to get here in Ridley. And what I love about getting him now as opposed to maybe the Bears wanting to move on from a Taylor Gabriel next year and trying to find a guy and then he has to immediately step in. He has a year where he can just kind of find himself, adjust to the pro level, and he doesn't have the – uh, the what do you want to say? I don't say expectations because I think we do have expectations for him, but he doesn't need to perform right away out of the gate. He can uh, fulfill a role, and of course, if he can build upon that as the season goes along, which that's what I'm anticipating as the year goes along and you get deeper into the year, he's going to have a bigger role on this offense, and maybe that's when you're going to see the transition to the new era with these younger wideouts here in Chicago because Gabriel is, I think, 30, isn't he, or just about? Yeah, he's, he's up around there. Eight. Yep, yeah, something like that. So you're going to have this really young 
talented wide receiver core in Chicago, which is, of course, as Bears fans, something that we have, I mean, we've never had receivers. So to have a young receiving core is uh, something that's a little bit new to us, and I'm trying to internalize it as we go. But, Nick, looking at Ridley here, uh, when you're looking at his rookie year, what are going to be your expectations? Because I just mentioned it, so I think it's a good time to kind of set those. Yeah, expectations. I'm trying to think back just to how Anthony Miller was incorporated last year, kind of getting glimpses of the offense and then obviously having to deal with injury. But where does he fall right now? It's probably going to be number four. Does he just jump ahead automatically above Javon Wims? So I don't know how much we're going to see Riley really. Obviously, they're going to implement him in the offense, a fourth-round draft pick. They're, they're going to do that. Um, but I think expectations, you want to see him just understand – Again, he's got to learn this complex system. This is not an easy system for whether you're a quarterback, running back, offensive lineman. Doesn't How personalized can a financial plan be when it's created by one of those robo-advisors? Plugging in standard algorithm to calculate insurance need and future wealth of random human client. Robots don't know you. We do. At Farm Bureau Financial Services, getting to know you always comes first. Together, we'll create a financial plan based on your specific goals. Find a local Farm Bureau advisor at fbfs.com slash protect. It's your future. Let's protect it. No matter what it is, it's a complex system that's going to take time. And so for, I guess, uh, expectations, I really in training camp, I want to see Riley Ridley just doing a lot of things that a lot of players did last year, staying after practice and maybe just catch uh, you know a few more passes from Mitch Trubisky, being able to uh, develop that chemistry. I think that's going to be huge for him to have success in his rookie year. And uh, in terms of like production, I don't even know where to gauge this at right now. Maybe you're looking at 300, 400 yards. And obviously if you throw in a couple of touchdowns, that'd be fantastic. Uh, I think Anthony Miller blew off expectation with the number of touchdowns he caught uh, just being one under uh, the eight that he anticipated. So it's kind of hard to say. I just don't know with um, the already established weapons that they have, when is Riley really going to get his opportunity? Obviously we know he has potential and he's got to learn the system. But it's going to take some time. It really is. I want to expand on that, too, real quick. It's not just learning the system, but that wide receiver room's crowded with Patterson in there now, too, as well. Uh, so he's going to have to really fight for his opportunity here because now he's also, you know, as of right now, behind Javon Williams, as far as I'm concerned, because we don't know what he can produce on an NFL field. Uh, so I think you put them at kind of the same level. It'll be really interesting to see where he pans out on all this. Now, a couple stats that really jump out to me when I'm looking at Riley Ridley last year. Uh, last season, when quarterbacks threw his way, they averaged 9.1 yards every time they threw his way. That's an average. That's not a catch average. That's a per-target average. You're averaging almost a first down every time you target this guy. Uh, on top of that, he averaged a touchdown on every 19.1 targets a season ago. Uh, so just, again, very productive. He didn't have a lot of targets because at Georgia, with all the playmakers that they had, it was just very difficult uh, for them to spread the ball around, which was one of those things that made it a little bit more difficult to kind of gauge Ridley. But obviously when he was using their offense, he was very productive. And on top of that, uh, just what I'm what, something I want to say is now we have two receivers from Georgia. We have two safeties from uh, Alabama. We're just doing things in pairs here in Chicago. Uh, Steve, over to you. When you're looking at Riley Ridley, what would you say like when you're projecting out his career? And again, I know it's very early. We're like 15 minutes into even knowing this guy is going to be a Chicago Bear. But what would you call his ceiling and what would you kind of determine as his floor if you're looking at like comparisons? Uh, I think he does have a pretty decently high ceiling uh, because of his great route running ability. Um so I think his ceiling is pretty high. I think his floor is also pretty high as well because, again, because of that route running ability. Um, so I think he – I mean, he 
in year one, it's going to be hard for him to see the field just because, like Brandon said, the, the wide receiver room is just so crowded. But if Taylor Gabriel's gone after next year, I think he can step into that number two role. Uh, I think he does have a high-end number two uh, wide receiver ceiling. I don't know if he'll ever be a number one wide receiver, but you t- in the fourth round, you take a number two wide receiver all day. Yeah, absolutely. And again, Allen Robinson's like 26 years old. So if you can pair mm-hmm. someone like Riley Ridley to be that one-two kind of punch here for the next couple of seasons, and again, the Bears are in that win-now mentality, that no-regrets mentality, I love the potential. And with someone like Trubisky having these bigger targets, to be complimented with a guy like Anthony Miller, and right now, of course, Taylor Gabriel in that slot role, Man, that offense is getting very dangerous. We didn't even talk about last night's pick. Uh, Montgomery on top of like a Tariq Cohen, Trey Burke. I mean, it's, you can go on and on just talking about these guys. Nick, over to you. Have you seen any weaknesses? I mean, we talked a lot about you know Ridley's strength, and I think one of his big weaknesses, of course, is the top of that, uh, the lack of top end speed, uh, his overall quickness. But I think he can make up that with the route running ability. Yeah, so uh, right now, I mean, nothing's like glaring. I'm not seeing anything that would be, uh, you know, a huge issue. Um, just kind of watching, again, the tape as we're kind of doing this podcast. But uh, I know they say that he's a physical receiver, and especially in the blocking game. But I still think you can obviously add a little bit more weight to uh, that frame that he has, that 6'1 frame. He's listed at 199 right now. I think he can put on a little bit more pounds, just be able to stand with those blocks even longer with these NFL corners now that he's have to go against. And especially with uh, the Bears, and not knowing with that RPO system, it's very vital for these wide receivers to be able to hold their blocks, you know, just depending on what the play could be. Um, you just want to be able to be able to give your running backs an opportunity to get to the outside edge and hold that block. So I think he can add a little bit more size to him. Um, obviously, I don't know how much that affects his, his speed, but I think uh, overall there's not really anything glaring. So that's that's a good thing with Riley, really. Um, you have an established route runner, and that's what Pace has like, gone to for, for his wide receivers, getting those kind of guys. Um, the only thing, I'm kind of thinking about this as a whole now, uh, thinking also about like special teams value, because I think how many wide receivers did the Bears really have on an active roster at one time? It wasn't very many. And if there was one, like a Joshua Bellamy, who's also contributing on special teams as that fourth wide receiver, if that's over-projecting Riley Ridley to be, I don't. I doubt he he would contribute on special teams. So it's going to be interesting how they factor in Javon Wims, where he can go, Riley Ridley, and how they see them both on the active roster on a week to week basis. Now, Steve, I want to go to you about the brother connection because, of course, you have Calvin Ridley. Mm-hmm. Ryan Pace always talks about a player's pedigree, and of course, at Georgia, they have a great program there. It's a big reason why he keeps dipping into that pool consistently over the years. Um, but on top of that. Someone from a family, kind of like a Kyle Long in that family, the Ridley family now, having an older mm-hmm. brother who's been in the NFL for a year. How much do you think that kind of took some stock into maybe bolstering his uh, value in terms of like Ryan Pace's mind? Uh, I'm not sure if it, if it's that. I think what it will do is, and Riley Ridley is actually, I was a huge fan of Riley Ridley when he was coming out, but I think what the most important thing is, is he's going to know how to transition to the NFL, into an NFL locker room, uh, deal with all the distractions of the media and everything. He has um, a, guide, a guide in place in his brother Riley to kind of walk him through, or brother um, Calvin to kind of walk him through the ins and outs of the NFL. So I think that's going to help him a lot. It's going to make that transition from college to the NFL a lot easier. And I think that's maybe what Ryan Pace saw and what Ryan Pace liked. B, anything further? I know uh, you've been over there researching. Is there anything else about Riley Ridley that we should know right now? 
I mean, you guys have really much, pretty much touched on everything. Uh, the biggest weakness, because I was trying to find another weakness just to, you know, be a little more devil's advocate. But it, a lot of it's just his speed. Uh, it doesn't have mm-hmm. that over the top speed, things of that nature. But one thing that really uh, keeps coming up in my mind when I'm researching him is, you know, being Mister Patient uh, that I've been known for the last couple of years here on this podcast is, uh, you know, I think this is a good long term pick. Uh, but at the same time, with the window that we have right now of things really projecting upward, I didn't just didn't think that this this pick was for the need right now so i'm kind of torn between do i still be mr patient or not wow having an identity <laughs> crisis over there i know it <laughs> hmm i mean i get it i mean it shows how much faith they have in his bears defense to continue along their level of play that they had last year to not go maybe even edge right now their faith in uh either uh, isaiah irving panning out or a kelly fitz taking that next step and of course aaron lynch God forbid he stays healthy enough to stay in the field to able to impact that defense to the degree that we want. So I think that the benefit that that defense does give us is another draft where we can really start hammering away and adding really young experience and potential to this Bears offense. With When you have a guy like Matt Nagy as well, I mean, the more you can give him to be creative with, uh, the more fun I think we're going to see on Sundays. I can't wait to see how exactly he wants to utilize a Riley Ridley uh, Nick, I want to go over to you. Last year, Anthony Miller had 33 catches over and under for Riley Ridley. Again, different circumstances for sure. Oh, I think it's, it's going to go under because I expect Miller's production to go up. And for him, that he's got two arms now, that he, like he's been saying. So I think he's going to be healthy this season. So I'll go under that 33, uh, maybe that 20, 25 range. I, I, there's just so many weapons on this offense now that one of these guys is not going to get the load of it. I, I just don't expect that. I think maybe Allen Robinson could be a thousand yard receiver. He's just that good of a player, but uh, I would expect, I think a little bit under Anthony Miller's uh, 33, even though he was injured for a little bit of the season there. Uh, I just don't know how much he's going to be implemented to the offense early on, especially early on. So I'm going to go under that 33 mark. All right. What about you, Steve over under? Uh, Man, that's a tough one. That's, I feel like he's going to be right around that number. Um, I'll kind of agree with Nick, though. I think he'll be slightly under just because Anthony Miller's going to have a bigger role in the offense. Uh, Allen Robinson, obviously, going to have a bigger role. Tight ends are going to have a big role. So he'll be around, around 30, 33, something like that. Um, so I just want to touch on some of his weaknesses that I, yeah, that I saw when I was watching him. Um, so the, he's just not very elusive after the catch. So he, he's the guy who's going to catch it, uh, make contested catches, but not really do much with the when the ball's in his hands. Uh, he's not a big play threat. I uh, just saw a stat that he only had two catches of 30-plus yards in his career. Um, he ran a lot of, like, digs and ins and slants and comeback routes. So he's he does run good routes, but I just don't see him as much of a big play threat. And that's the th- what I, why I think he fell all the way to the fourth round. Um, one guy who I do trust a lot is Dane Brugler, who puts out a great draft guide. And he has him as the number 59 overall player. So that should, Ooh, should tell you the value. Yeah, that should tell you the, exactly the value that they got with this pick. So I have to do more research on him for sure. Um, I didn't watch him as probably much as I should have. I didn't think he would be the pick. But, um, yeah, I, I think um, now seeing how high other people had him, I, I'm I'm liking the pick a little bit more. And I know on top of this, uh, we talked about it with Montgomery, uh, Ridley is another high-character person, and that continues mm-hmm. to be a theme. They're not going for any players with – uh, character concerns or any off the field concerns as well. They're going for high character people to continue to build that culture inside of Hallis Hall, which has been uh, fun to watch over the years kind of evolve. And they're continuing to add some great people to that culture. Uh, Brandon, I'm going back to the 33 catches over or under uh, thumbs up for over thumbs down for under. Uh, I'm going under. Uh, right. 
the the ball's got to be passed around somewhere, so everyone else I think is going to have some sort of jump in production somewhere. So I just don't think that uh, Ridley's going to quite reach that number. One area of the field that I do believe Ridley's going to make an impact, and we haven't really talked about it yet, is going to be the red zone with his size and his route mm-hmm. running ability. So even though he may be under that 33 mark that Miller set last year, those can be some impactful catches. And it's another red zone threat that the Bears are going to have. They already have a few of those, and Miller is very productive in the red zone last year as well. But when you're adding another guy with size and route running ability, that just opens up exponentially more opportunities for Matt Nagy to draw up some different concepts, to scheme some guys open. And if they're going to focus on the Allen Robinson, the Anthony Miller, maybe David Montgomery coming out of the backfield, and they forget about this fourth-round draft pick, he has the hands and the ability to get open and make them pay. So for me... If I'm, I'm going to go on a limb here, and I know it's a little early, but I'm going to say Ridley's going to have the second highest red zone catches for the uh, touchdown catches for the Bears this year. My bold I mean, prediction of the have, day. He did have wow. nine at Georgia his, yeah. you know, his junior season, so he knows. Yeah. He's familiar with being in the end zone. That's a bold prediction there, Will. I mean, there's uh, again, it goes back because there's just so many playmakers on this offense. It's it's yeah. crazy to see. Um, again, spraying around the ball is going to be great for the Bears. Um, look, when we think about this Bears offense and what they have, and obviously they, these two rookies that they just drafted on the past two days with David Montgomery and now Riley Ridley, I don't think it's crazy to expect what they were. They were kind of in the range of top 10 in terms of points, and uh, they still need to improve with the running game and aspects like that, Mitch Trubisky as well. But I don't think it would be crazy to think top five. I really don't especially with year two of Matt Nagy's system, the weapons that they have, the chemistry that they have from year one to year two uh, in that system. I don't think it's uh, you know out there to say this offense can be a top five unit. Tag that with a top five defense. That's a hell of a team to try and beat every, you know, on Sunday. So this is going to be an offense that's going to blow up this year, I think. <laughs> exactly. Boom. I have it. I, had, I clicked 10 different ways to get there. So that was like my placeholder boom. All right, gentlemen. Uh, I think it's time to kind of wrap up here our thoughts and grade this pick. So, Steve, I'm going to go to you first today to grade this pick. I know that uh, you need to take everything into consideration here. Uh, can, yep. uh, the pick, the value, who is left on the board, needs. Uh, what's going to be your grade for Riley Ridley? Uh, I'd say right now uh, it's probably like B+. Plus. You did get good value because people did. Have, I don't know if the, I'm not going to give it an A only because I don't think it's a, a huge need. But we, I'm going to go just kind of build off what Nick was saying. I think most people, including myself, expected this to be a defensive pick or even maybe our first two picks to be like a safety outside linebacker. Uh, but Ryan Pace and company, Matt Nagy, they're going all in on the offense. They don't want any more excuses. This is Mitch Trubisky. No more excuse for him. The second year in the offense. Uh, he's got to take that next step, and they're making sure that he has all the weapons he needs to do that. So, yeah, I'll give it a solid B+. Plus. All right, B+. Plus. By the way, I said Allen Robinson, uh, Robinson is 26. Well, he's currently 25, so that helps as well. That's an, oh, wow. Yeah. Very, oh, boy, oh, really, really is is about to turn 23 already. Wow. That's one thing. That is Gabriel's one. only 28. Just to bring the age, we're keep it's coming down. The age down. There you go. Let's do it. Average age is going down. That's right. He's not thirty. I know because they didn't have anyone last year at thirty or older. Yep. Right. So yeah. Twenty-eight. Twenty-eight years old. So young. All right. <laughs> going over to Brandon here. Uh, your turn to grade this pick. Uh, I agree with Steve that the value is high, and that brings up the grade for this. I like Ridley as a player. Uh, I like what he can bring. Very uh, good possession receiver. Good hands. Good catch radius. Uh, very clean. Very good route runner. 
uh, not the big, big play guy and not really much of a, a need on the team. Uh, so for that, I give it just a, a solid B. I'll take it one one notch lower here. Uh, I just don't think that it was something that, you know, I know Ryan Pace doesn't necessarily follow the needs. He's always taking best player available, and that's largely what I think this is. And long term, I think this plays out better than it will in the short term. Uh, so I, I give it a B just because it's not uh, an immediate need. Uh, the room's really full. Uh, but there's some good value here. All right, a B for B, and here in round four, Nick, you're scratching your beard, so I'll actually give you like 20 seconds here to just ponder this a little bit more. I'm going to be the one to give this an A. I'm going to go A-, minus, uh, just because, again, there may be the need to just drop it just a little bit, but Ryan Pace is the best player available guy. We all expected him to go for this defense, and yet Ryan Pace proves yet again if you expect him to do something, he's not going to do that. He's going to do his own thing. And that's what it is here. Brandon, you said it pretty well when you said that this is a pick that's going to pan out better in the long term. When I'm looking out two to three seasons from now, and Riley Ridley is a very consistent contributor in this offense, someone you can rely on, someone that Trubisky's going to have confidence in to go ahead and you know chuck the football down the field, or not the big play guy, but just chuck it up and go give it to him, and that's fine. I mean, if he's going to be a security blanket, consistent receiver who uh, doesn't have, again, maybe not the top-end speed that you need, but someone that you can just rely on to move the chains, that's going to be very productive in this offense. And don't sleep at Matt Nagy finding a way to get him uh, very productive in this offense. So for me, uh, I'm looking at it uh, long-term here, but like I said with my bold prediction, don't be surprised if he has a bigger impact, even if maybe the target share isn't um, really overly large. So for me, A-, A minus. I'm kind of on the fence there, but either way, I love best player available. The value is tremendous. And when you're doing that, when you're going with that strategy, you really can't go wrong, especially when you have a top, uh, the number one defense on the other side, uh, now bolstering this offense for back-to-back picks. Ryan Pace finding value despite having limited draft capital yet again. So Nick, over to you. What's going to be your grade? Yeah, so I'm, I guess I'm still thinking about it, but I think I'm going to go with a B plus here. Uh, look, I think a lot of uh, people are thinking maybe safety, edge rush would be a good uh, maybe position to kind of grab here in this fourth round. But you look at what the Bears, what kind of hurt them last season. They won 12 games. They went to the playoffs, bust first round. Obviously, special teams kicker hurt them, but it was more so the offense then obviously this defense that was a top, you know, three, top five unit last year. It was that offense. So now there's no excuses for Mitch Trubisky. There's no excuse for Matt Nagy. They have all the playmakers they can ever want. So now you're add Ridley, who maybe we don't know what he's going to do year one. It's uh, tough to gauge that just because of all the playmakers that are now there. But let's say a Taylor Gabriel, a guy that uh, they do have favorable contracts. They want to get out uh, after this season. Riley Ridley now transitions and maybe take that role. Now you're not losing. You're not losing a beat this offense can still consistently get better. And you're hoping Mitch Trubisky just is able to establish this chemistry with Ridley. So I'll give it a B plus, even though I thought there were positions that maybe the bears could have addressed, but look, they're trying to win. Now they're trying to win for, you know, a long time, keep that, this team uh, competitive for a while. And if you have this offense, you know, not maybe it's never, it might not ever be at the level of the defense because that is a unit that can really just wreak havoc on opposing teams. But if this offense can be, something that is also a strength, and especially at that wide receiver group, you got to take it. And Matt Nagy, Ryan Pace, thought Riley Rue was the guy, so I'm going to give it a B plus. All right. Well, those are our grades. Make sure to grade for yours here on YouTube if you're watching the replay. And if you're in the live chat, make sure to throw it in there as well. We love looking at those. 
All right, I'm going to call it an episode, guys. The last pick is currently underway as the Eagles are on the clock for the final pick of round four. So round five is coming up next. Obviously, the Bears traded that one away, so we're going to be waiting all the way to round six. So time for us to kind of hit the pause button, get some lunch, come back on, and talk about the Bears' next draft pick here on day three of the 2019 NFL Draft. Hope that you enjoyed our instant reaction and analysis here of wide receiver Riley Ridley. We'll be back soon. But until then, bear down, Chicago. Bear down.